You're listening to the audio from Tuesday Night Class at CA Church, located in Coquitlam, British Columbia. We hope this teaching helps you grow in your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, well, good to see everyone tonight. (laughs) And uh, good to see everyone for our last session of um, Water from a Deep Well. And... um, it's been a fun ride. We've, we've covered lots of different things over these weeks. And we've done it in, you know, strange times. And the times are, are, are still strange. But uh, what I want to do tonight is I want to focus in on one more dip into a deep well and say, what can we draw from our Christian tradition that can shape our lives today? Okay? So, um, let me begin with a passage of scripture and prayer. Oh boy, we need prayer. That's probably more than anything else we need prayer. Um, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Paul writes, Not that I've already attained this, or I've already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. So let's pray. Lord, I'm thankful for everyone here tonight, in person and online. And uh, Lord, we live in difficult times, but we are also living in the time of Advent. And in Advent, we remember that we are placed between two Advents, that history does not go on forever. It has a beginning and an end. And we live our times between two expectations. The long expected Jesus arrived as a baby in a manger, 2,000 years ago, and he will arrive in glory any moment. And so we live our lives in between, and our heart's cry is Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. And we pray that you would guide our conversation tonight, that what we look at would not just be information, but it would be transformative. So speak to our hearts, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here we go tonight. Everybody ready? Everybody nice and dry online? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. You guys aren't looking too wet. Um, this has been a good journey. Uh, we've looked at lots of different things in this class. We've looked at the lives of the martyrs, men and women who paid the ultimate price for their faith. Uh, We also have looked at, as we looked at the martyrs, we've evaluated how we are supposed to live our lives. We are to live our lives with such a sense that we are willing to die. We die daily to the way of Jesus. And so as Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was also a martyr, once wrote, he says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. That's what it means to follow Jesus. We die to ourselves daily. And we live in Jesus. And we also looked at a strange bunch called the Desert Fathers and Mothers, uh, who, uh, they were a strange bunch, but they lived liminal lives. And liminal lives means they live life on the edge. They, li- they put themselves into situations and contexts where their life, where they had to be dependent upon Jesus. And so it's a reminder to us in our in our comfort and in, in, our, or in our current context, is that sometimes it's not a bad idea to put ourselves in a situation where we really have to trust in Jesus. 
And I think we can learn that from the, uh, the desert fathers and mothers. We also looked at how the early church uh, cultivated a sense of belonging, a place for the broken, the displaced, the marginalized, the poor, and the widows. We looked at the medieval monks, and they talked to us about rhythm, because they had good rhythm. No, they taught us about rhythm, daily rhythm, um, and what that looks like. What does ora et labora look like? Prayer and work, working together, that rhythm. And cultivating that rhythm um, is an important practice in the Christian life. Um, the other thing is we looked at the mystics, and the mystics, also a strange bunch, taught us about the importance of seeking God's presence in our lives while offering words of perspective when you and I feel that God is far, far away. So when we are in dryness, when we are experiencing, what does St. John of the Cross call it? The dark night of the soul. When we experience the dark night of the soul. And then we looked at the reformers. And the reformers talked us about the centrality of God's word, the preached word in a believer's life. The evangelicals taught us about a lively walk of faith where truth and experience went hand in hand, head and heart. And then finally, we looked at missionaries that took great risks and paid great price to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. So here's my question for you. And it's a test. And it's an exam. Yeah, no, it's a very easy test. When you look back for however many sessions you took in, when you look back at all these different expressions of spirituality, which one resonates with you the most and why? So you can put it on the chat. Um, and if you say it in person, I'll, I'll repeat it back and forth. So which expression of spirituality resonated with your picture interest the most? Yes, Sarah. The mystics. The mystics, yay! How come? I'm glad you said that because I, I really like the mystics. Um, they seem to have a like, real, quite honest, and really, 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 have the honesty to say that there's times where God seems far away. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I like the mystics too. What else? You guys are all thinking about, oh, reformers and, and I'm assuming evangelists, you mean evangelicals, Lori? Um, because that's where your heart is. Okay, good. Good. You like missions, Sumi? I have good ears. Yeah? yeah? Missions? Why missions? Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a... Yeah, especially last week when we uh, heard uh, our speaker. And I have to apologize. Well, I'm apologizing on behalf of Zoom, which decided to do an update in the middle of the interview. So, um, yeah, that... that, that that was too bad last week. But yeah, I mean, but that's a picture of, I mean, that's quite the sacrifice with two little kids to go off to, you know, a faraway place. I mean, it's, 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 it's a challenge, yeah. 
Anyone else? Belonging. Belonging. Good. Good. Yeah. So what did you like about belonging? I, I like that subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a picture of community, what, what the church could look like when it's actually being the church, in very difficult circumstances, too. Yeah, 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 that's, that's a good model for today. The mystics and evangelicals, heart and mind, yeah, good, good. Well, now, just as a reminder, you have to remember that each of the spiritualities that we looked at has their their problems right there there's no perfect spirituality that we've looked at um i mean the desert monks could be a little what's the theological term cuckoo banana um when when you have you know some guy sitting on top of a pole for 30 years it's just like i'm not really sure that that's a biblical understanding and you know the desert yeah they're a bit bit odd um the mystics were so focused on the mystery of God that sometimes they ignored the fact that God is a God who has revealed himself, right? In his word, there's that. Um, the, uh, the evangelicals, well, they don't know how to sit still. <laughs> Let's just get something done. And they, 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 they're very busy, but they don't often sit and pray and reflect on what they need to do. Um, some of the missionaries, if you know the history of missions, um, in their bringing the gospel to faraway lands, they also brought the flag to faraway lands. And so there's sometimes a conflation, a mixing together. Is this my nation or is this the gospel? And sometimes the two could not be distinguished, right? Um, what else? The... Um, the reformers, the, yeah, the reformers sometimes focus so much on, on the word of God that they ignored the work of the Holy Spirit. So it's not a very strong pneumatology sometimes among um, the reformers. So they all have their, their blind spots, but that's okay because, because Simon Stylitis was my homeboy. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's good. We know that we came across this, abusus non tolet usus, which means simply because there are abuses does not mean there's no uses, that there's no use. And I think each one of these spiritualities has something to offer us in our walk. But the danger is they're not techniques. They are pictures of people desiring to know and be known by God and it's an expression of how they go about doing that. They're postures of receptivity um, and their responses to what Jesus is doing in our lives. The sacraments, wow, somebody said sacraments, yeah. Symbolism, yeah, powerful reminders of God's grace to us, very good. I forgot about the sacraments. <laughs> So the question I want to look at as we finish our class tonight is a simple one. And the question is this, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Because the reality is that the Christian life requires serious practice. Paul exhorted Timothy to train yourself in godliness. 
We're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And we do this by listening, by watching the life of Jesus, by listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, by resting our, ident our identity with Jesus, in, in Jesus. As Paul says, living up to what we've already attained. And so we're new creations in Christ. And so this is a new life. And so what I'd like to do in our time is I want to dip our toe into a deep well one more time and look at a couple figures that my guess is you've never heard of. I could be wrong. But my guess is that at least two of them you've never heard of. Maybe three. The first one I want to look at is um, Dorothy Day. Now, don't confuse her with Doris Day, right? Because that's not, it's not case Sarah Sarah. This is, is that Doris Day? Case Sarah? Yeah, okay. Um, Dorothy Day. How many of you have, have heard of Dorothy Day? Ah, uh, yes, of course. Anyone else? Mike, you had heard of her, Dorothy Day? No? Yeah. Anybody online? Dorothy Day, any thumbs up? No? No? Okay, she's, oh, well, good. I can say whatever I want. You've never heard of her. Okay. Uh, she's an interesting person. She had an interesting life. And her journey actually reminds me a little bit of my own journey to Jesus. Because when she was younger, she was a Marxist. She was a radical activist. Um, and her heart was to go out and change the world, which a lot of young people want to do. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, she was committed to social justice, and in her mind, the best way to carry out social justice was through the Communist Party, right? And you look at her years, 1897 to 1980. So this, we're talking about the 1920s, 1930s, when she's starting to do this. Uh, but later, she becomes one of the most tenacious Catholic reformers in the history of the church. So she grew up in the church, but then she walked away, and she viewed the church as irrelevant, uh, to the changes that she wanted to see in the world. She moved to New York City, became a reporter for a socialist uh, newspaper, fought for the rights of the, of the working class, and then she also took part in protests against the prevailing order, against the man, right? And the story goes is that she's arrested at one of these protests. She's thrown into prison, and she's quite young at the time, and she has to spend 30 days in jail. But of those 30 days, 10 of them she had to spend in solitary confinement. And that time in solitary confinement really did a number on her, really did a number. Uh, alone in her cell, she despaired. She, she, she wrote, I lost all consciousness of any cause. She goes, I forgot all about the causes. I had no sense of being a radical, making protests against the government, carrying on a nonviolent revolution. I could only feel darkness and deflation all around me. Now, spending time in prison awakened in our heart this desire to deal with injustice in the world, but it also exposed how weak her convictions were. Because when she was in prison, all she could think about is getting out. She wanted out. And all of her resolve uh, disappeared. And she actually began to read. And she asked for a Bible. And she began to read the Bible. And she began to pray. And she said these words, she goes, I clung to the words of comfort in the Bible as long as light held out. I read and I pondered. But after she was released, she returned to New York City and kind of got caught up, I think it was in the 20s and the 30s, the whole bohemian lifestyle. Like they're like the early hippies. Um, and um, it was quite popular, so she hung out with socialist elites 
anarchist, communist, an artist. She worked as a nurse. She fell in love. She got pregnant, but then had an abortion. And it was uh, something she had done, and she said it was the decision that, that haunted her for the rest of her life. And um, in the end, she was arrested again, and she was brought face to face with the person she had become. She realized just the kind of person she had become. And I, I don't know if you've ever had those moments in your life, those poignant moments where you just get a mirror and you see what kind of person you've become. Have you ever had those moments? I shared a story with you once, eh? When I was in, um, I was in Beijing at a bar. And uh, when I was there, I was hanging out with some of my work colleagues. And there were some women there and some girls from the, in the bar. And we're all talking among, uh, among ourselves. And I just never forget this, but this one girl uh, looks at my colleague, and she says to him in Chinese, she says, she says, uh, which means you're a gentleman. And I said to her, now, I mean, aren't I a gentleman? And she looked at me, she goes, you're not a And she just, she didn't really know me, but she just kind of discerned it. And, but it was one of those moments where it just hit me right in the face. It's like, what, what have I become? And that's kind of the, what happens to Dorothy Day in this. Uh, she, she gets
Thanks for participating in this class. If you've been engaging in classes online, but you're not a part of a church community, we would love to have you join us. You can go to cachurch.ca to find out more about getting involved in the life and mission of CA Church.